1: It is May 3rd, 2023. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. No. Oh, boy. oh, I am Tim Herb, as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, across the table from me this evening. Um, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good. I would be better if Dan James would have been joining us, but he had yeah. to go eat dinner or something like that. Yeah. And it's like he was hungry. And... We really
2: only rescheduled for him to begin with, and then he still couldn't.
1: Yeah. Make He's like, sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Anyway, if you guys are tuning in on uh, YouTube, watching us live, thank you for taking this uh, time out of your Wednesday evening this week. Um, Richard Gordon, Elliot Bevan, Brandon Scott, Joe Johnstone, Brittany S. The Iron Woman doesn't no, miss a podcast. Doesn't miss doesn't. a sh- doesn't yeah. miss a show. It's for all uh, of
2: Dan's shortcomings. There is at least
1: Brittany S. So. Yep. Yep. Which is. Uh, which is always a highlight, especially in a week where we um,
2: have a lot of low lights on the team.
1: Yeah, a lot of low lights. Oh, Josh Pagransky's in the yes. house. <laughs> Josh Pagransky, uh, tuning in. Um, yeah. So, also, if you guys are not subscribed, hit the subscription button or subscribe button notification bell icon. Get notified whenever we go live. Hit the like button, all that good stuff. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and or a review. It helps us get found. What other things? You can donate to the show if you want. It's on uh, Red oh, yeah. Circle. We have a Red Circle. Nobody's ever done it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's just, it's just there. Just like paycheck to paycheck, yeah. which is zero to zero. Yeah, zero to zero. Zero which to is zero. what I, which, which I, I wish the score was on Saturday. Yeah, no kidding. I would have taken the zero to zero. So, growing up mostly in the South, cheering for Auburn football a lot of it. Um, I can't stand Tennessee. Like <laughs> UT. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm, that's really starting to translate to Nashville <laughs> and now, um, Memphis nine Oh one. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So I don't know where you want to start. If you even want to start with this, I don't want to start at all.
2: I don't, I wish, I think that's why Dan ultimately didn't join tonight was because he didn't want to talk about it.
1: Oh, that's probably fair. Yeah. He's probably crying into his pillow right now. Probably.
2: Um, one goal through two games. To put it into perspective?
1: No, two. Two. Yeah, Yeah, two goals in two games, one against a USL side. That's right. Um, In the trap, how, uh, on a scale of one to 10, what is one being it's totally fine and not in like the dog in the house burning down, like an actual, it's totally fine. We're doing great. From a scale of one to 10, 10 being, let's say, Pineda out. Where are you at?
2: Let's this this came in waves, right? Like I think Wednesday last week, it was definitely more on the scale of like a seven eight. Oh yeah, I, and, like, and the rating being how, panic, how, panic. Yes. How? Yeah, does this happen? I mean, regardless of your lineup and the roster moves that have had to take place because of injury and everything else, you're losing to a USL team proverbial proverbially at home at KSU. Like that should not be happening. No, it shouldn't be happening. And you're up within the first three minutes with a goal from Tyler Wolf and then go on
1: to do zero after that. Less than zero. Negative two after that. And those negative two coming later on. Yes, you're right. Joe Johnstone. It's a reverse scale, but it's the panic scale. So it's like, no, it's not a reverse scale. It's the scale they use at the hospital. 1 to 10. What's yes. your pain right now? So, Wednesday was
2: definitely crisis mode. Yeah. Saturday... Saturday? Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. It was Saturday. You know... The result sucks, but ultimately, like, the performance on the field, personally, I didn't think what... I've certainly seen worse out of this team. Um, statistically they were on par with what Nashville did throughout the game. I think Atlanta had 66% possession, 17 shots on goal – or 17 shots with two only two on goal. That's the disappointing thing. 17 shots with two on goal compared to Nashville, who had 11, I think, with four on goal.
1: Um, I'll pull those stats up real quick.
2: But I think statistically and ultimately just the eye test, it's like Atlanta never really seemed out of that game. Even at the end, up until – you know, the, the goal that's gets scored in stoppage time, like Elena's kind of on the front foot after the PK goal from Almada, who should have taken Arrujus earlier this season. Oh yeah, for sure. But I um, mean, Joe
1: Willis, what was he doing on that penalty? I have no idea. He just sat and like watched it go one foot to the side of him. Yeah. I don't know if he just really got that flat footed from a, no like, a idea or something. No but, idea.
2: Yeah. Um, so the second game, you know, I feel like overall the performance was certainly better. And there was a lot more, I think, to take away from a loss against an MLS side too. So it's least, a good MLS
1: side too. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So I think the second game, you know, the crisis mode meter was maybe at a four for me, three or four. Um Understandably, like I, I have concerns in that. Like, I just don't know how this team operates with some of its key pieces or lack thereof. Sometimes like Yakimakis being out, who the fuck is our striker? We don't have one. Exactly. We don't have one. And then also your other DP and Aruju, where the fuck is he half the time?
1: That's, that's <laughs> honestly know? probably a bigger concern, right? Yeah. Like he did assist, he assisted Tyler Wolf's goal, right. Against Memphis. I believe so. Yeah. Crossfield.
2: And he had some great moments throughout the Nashville game, but overall like, yeah. it just gets you're, he's not giving enough for what you're asking of him.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's the story. That's, yeah. th- that's been the story outside of the first, I feel like the first few weeks, whenever he came in mid season in his first year. And it's, it's hard to see the, uh, I don't know. It's just- <laughs> Jay Hannibal echoes that, how bad his though.
2: But yeah, I mean, so overall for me, and I want you to answer these two. So overall for me, I, you almost have to take it as an average, right? So I'm thinking three or four after the Nashville game, maybe a seven or eight with the um, Memphis game. I'll average out to probably a four to 4.5 maybe yeah. for me. Like it's not completely, everything is fine and it's not, this is great, either, or the sky is falling. Like yeah. it's, and it's, it's more on the lower end spectrum, I feel like, of this is going to be
1: okay. Um, But there's still some question marks there. No, I agree with you completely. I, th- so the Memphis, the Memphis result is kind of bittersweet in my opinion. And I, I know that sounds weird, but. I don't know that we were going to be able to... I think a couple things have been exposed, right? Like, I think that we are thin as a side when it comes to impact, like, impactful players, mm-hmm. right? Like you Oh, absolutely. No, As as Jay Hannibal said, no Yako, no party. Like, he, no. he's not in... Whatever, this-
2: you've got a player that scored four goals in four matches, and the next guy up hasn't scored a goal in, what, 30 appearances at this point? Oh, Miguel Berry? Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and that's the problem, right? Like, we got... And I'm I'm probably guilty of getting swept up in the moment with Tiago Almodo's theatrics, heroics in the beginning of the year. And that's going to have, like, he's going to be able to provide those moments. But when you're without your star striker, you can't rely on a center attacking midfielder to give you those goals. He's there to create chances. He's there to score goals occasionally, but you need that guy that's up the middle, up top, that's going to be putting his head on the end of the ball. Like, like Yako has. But so it, it definitely, this run of results, I feel like has kind of exposed our lack of impact on the bench, which losing to Memphis maybe isn't the worst thing because seeing that now, I don't know. And I'm looking at this through rose colored glasses, you know, looking at this from, you know, hindsight, whatever. But I still, I, I want to look at the positive that we're not going to have to worry about fielding a team midweek playing, playing US Open Cup games down the line.
2: But how beneficial would it have been to get more reps for these players that we're having to lean on now in MLS play whenever they don't have these other games to get those reps to get up to speed? It's tough, right? Because they're obviously that's not... the flip side of it.
1: Well, obviously, they're not good enough to beat a USL exactly, side. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's so I don't know if more time against more USL sides is no, really going really to pan that out. I think that's what the twos are for. Go yeah. play against... Yeah. So, I mean, it was always going to be...
2: That's a really good point, actually, you mentioning the twos. That's something I've not really, you know, I feel like in the past every manager has utilized the twos for players to get reps. Yeah. And that's not something I've really seen Pineda utilize much unless I've just not been paying enough attention to yeah, see that sure. he's got players actually making those transitions to get that play time and stay fresh rather than, being in the lineup, but not really getting any meaningful minutes. You know, like I know that you need Chol because you've got Chol and Barry kind of up there right now with the situation. But my... Eric,
1: to Joe Johnson's point, Eric Lopez, yeah, he's yeah. down at the twos, right? Like, I mean, he can't be worse, right, in in production, right? Then no, yeah, I don't know. He can't be worse in production than Miguel Barry's been. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or, or Chole, and Chole's playing out of position, playing forward. Agreed. Yeah, that's not, he, he's a winger, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. by trade, he, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's tough. Um, yeah, should, uh, LA even should have kept uh, Ronaldo Cisneros. I was
2: thinking the same thing, man. Or At Dom least, Dwyer, I mean, yeah. He had, what, three or four goals? Dom Dwyer would be a godsend right now for this team.
1: Yeah, I just, I wonder if there aren't, without pulling it up right now and maybe there maybe somebody knows but there have to be some forwards out there that are sitting on the I it's just hard for me to look at like the Kai Kamara situation where he was without a team and we needed a backup striker I don't know I mean I guess he's starting right now but I don't know there just seem to be veteran strikers that we could benefit highly from bringing into our team that yeah. we just let go uh, to, I, I don't know, maybe we do go after them and we just don't hear about it, but I just feel like we we always have really, uh, really shallow depth with, with our strikers.
2: I completely agree. And, yeah. And it's been that way since as long as I can remember. I mean, even during the MLS cup run, dude, it was really that way. I mean, if you think
1: about it, yeah, I mean, in this salary cap strapped league right i mean mean, you think about
2: every season so far it's been kenwin jones then it was brandon vasquez then it was who was it adam john yeah i mean it's it's always kind of been that way and you really have to depend on your forward staying healthy for the season and atlanta's not
1: been able to do that no and i think dom dwyer might be the best backup striker that we've had in recent memory yeah Either him or I guess Ronaldo Cisneros, who he had a hat trick at one uh during one match last year, so
2: Oh, this is a good one. And, and I've already seen uh comments going both ways here. What's gonna be a bigger hole to fill for Atlanta United in the lineup, Almada or Miles Robinson? Elliot Beaven says Miles, Joe Johnstone Almada, Brittany S. Almada. What are you thinking, Tim?
1: I love Miles Robinson to death, but He's not Almada from like a an impact perspective. I don't think. I think he's arguably the best defender, or like a top two, three defender in MLS.
2: I think I will I will play contrary to that and say Miles because right now you've got one season with Almada, and yes, he's made a huge impact, but the team has had multiple seasons without him. Granted, the results have kind of spoken for themselves without him um, versus how use this team and this fan base has gotten to having Miles Robinson back there over the past couple of years. I mean, yet last year he misses a good bit of the season and Atlanta ultimately kind of slogs through the season defensively. I mean, I don't know that we had, I could probably count on one hand the number of clean sheets we had last year without him. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, that's without Guzan, too. I mean, he's
1: a hell of a defender. You're right. And there are ways to work around not having a highly creative, highly impactful number 10 because you have, like, th- potentially in this in this lineup or in this formation, you have two or three other positions that's right. that can help supplement that if you have a lesser player in that role. Whereas, and you can and shut set, it down a lot easier, too, right. from yeah. a
2: defensive standpoint. I mean, that's basically what Nashville did. They kind of boxed Almada out for the second half of that game. I mean, he wasn't really as impactful at during big chunks of that Nashville yeah. game. Versus, I mean, what are you gonna do? Box out a, a center back, you know? It's it's sort of the flip side of that. Like, that's where I think that Miles may be the
1: bigger impact no, you're of right. not having him there. Because when I look back at the last seven years or six and a half years of Atlanta United without Miles I mean the only center back pairing that we've uh, to me the center back pairing of Miles and basically anybody else versus I don't know maybe the the championship year with was that Parkhurst and LGP yeah in our championship yeah. year but still, like he's elevated everybody. It he's a- absolutely with. has, and he's the best. I, I think he's the best one-on-one defender and recovery center back yes. uh, in in MLS. Yes. And it, it's something that absolutely you you it's hard to replace that. Yeah.
2: Again, and then you think about it, like like you just mentioned with Almada, like what you do offensively without that creative number ten yeah. player, like you could still score goals in a lot of different ways versus if you have the center of the field locked down, that really limits what offense like can, what offenses can do against your defense that they have to play it more from the wings or they have to try to get him on an off foot and hope that whoever is there alongside him, whether it's Parada or George Campbell, whoever Parada plays striker now. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. So for me, I think that that's, that's the difference there is that you are forcing offenses to do so much by having miles there versus not having Almada up top. You could still do a lot of things offensively.
1: That's fair. Yeah. I think you might've sold me on that, even though you were taking the counterpoint (laughs) to it. Um, But I mean, he allows you to push forward more because he's able to recover and make up for, Make up for people being out of position. Um, Yeah, I think I've seen... I think it was Teodol Football. Uh, I wish I I should start pulling these tweets up. I just never have the time. says something to the effect of, Miles deserves DP money.
2: That's the real question.
1: Yeah, Miles deserves DP money. I would not blame Atlanta United for not giving him DP money. And I would not... Oh shit, and I don't remember, and I wouldn't blame Atlanta United for giving him DP money.
2: Yep. No, that's that's exactly it. And I think that ultimately it's going to go the way of him not getting DP money. Do you and... keep
1: Miles or do you keep Aruju? Yeah, I don't think so. There's good. no question, yeah, right? Yeah. Like if yeah. if if that's the if that is the quandary is that you have a in his prime, probably best center back in, in MLS again, if not like top two, three with Walker Zimmerman um and you have aruju who has failed to really live up to his his price tag to his hype to really even if you take those things out the responsibilities yeah. that have been laid at his feet as a de- yeah. designated player you if you're faced with that quandary of like who do i keep out of those two i don't think it's in a uh, as long as you can guarantee that miles is going to stay long term i mean how many teams
2: even have paid a defender aside from nashville um, well, we have maybe two teams in the league that are paying a defender DP money, and I don't even know if it's anybody
1: other than Nashville. I don't. I'll pull up the DP list in a second. I don't know that there are any others in MLS right now. Yeah. The one that I can think of... It's just not a league that's built that way. No, no, no. no. Right. This this league's success... Your success as a team is, is built on scoring mm-hmm. in, in MLS, like outscoring your opponent. I know that sounds stupid. Of course, that's your... Your, um And ultimately, your I don't
2: know that he's going to get because of that stigma and because of the way the league is structured and because he's so unproven the way that Walker Zimmerman, Zimmerman is has been, I don't know that he's going to get a DP position somewhere else in the league either. Like I think the best chance that he really has to take his game to the next level is to move on to Jay
1: Hannibal's point, to take a shot in Europe. You know. Well, that requires somebody in Europe taking a shot on him. Oh, right? yeah. So I think – I don't know. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Defender, defensive, DPs, MOS. Yeah, I, I don't
2: know that I could – while I think that Miles is going to be the harder position to deal with his absence, I don't know that it's worth the salary that he's going to require to keep him in that role. And I know that that sounds sort of contradictory to itself, but at the same time, I just don't know how you justify that in this league right now. I really don't. What, a defensive DP?
1: Yeah. I, 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 it is tough. It is tough, but I look at it and like, if you get the top of class, center back in his prime and you lock him down and he can be a stalwart on your defense for the next six seven years and you don't have to worry about hitting or missing on a dp like there's such volatility in that position or in that and that with designated players yeah especially like we've not had a great track record but it's
2: also like what what are you using dps for That's the other thing is like more times than not, at least Atlanta United has used the DP position to then make money on the back end. You sign miles Robinson into a DP position. I don't know that that all of a sudden you're going to then springboard his contract into something that you're making 30, 40, 50% profit on, on the back end of it. You're, you're really just doing it to, lock him into a five or six year deal.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I, I feel like we're one of a few teams, if not maybe the main team that does that, that's using these DP slots yeah. to try and, I wouldn't even say turn a profit because I don't think Arthur Blank really needs that. I think it's more about turning this into an exciting place for young players absolutely to come and right. develop You're and, and right. springboard, but not a lot of, like I look at this list of DPs and you know, I don't think that MLS is necessarily the retirement league that it used to be. There still are a good bit of guys that are coming in a little past their prime and um Oh
2: dude speaking of that I just to derail things, have you heard the rumors about what they're proposing to get Messi to play in MLS? About giving him a team? No. And and I don't know, I haven't like looked at anything to see if this is substantiated at all. But I guess that there's some something that's been thrown out there potentially that the like every team in the MLS would essentially contribute oh, pay his to the messy fee because he's going to be such a draw. And then you let him choose where he wants to go in the world. And league. it's
1: Miami. He's going to yeah. go to Miami, right? Like that is the ultimate landing spot.
2: Like, how crazy is that?
1: Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Well, he just got suspended for two weeks by PSG for taking some unsolicited trip to Saudi Arabia <laughs> and some unsanctioned uh, trip. Not Sounds like he's going to be playing
2: on Live or with yeah. Penny Martinez before Un- you know it.
1: <laughs> unsolicited sounds like he got kidnapped and taken to saudi arabia uh, he didn't get permission from psg to go make that trip um and yeah so they um they suspended him and it sounds like they're terminating his contract or they're walking away from each other at the end of the season which is in a few weeks i guess yeah and it just leaves him free to go where he wants and i saw a list of landing spots mls is one of them miami probably being the top slot but then also like newell's old boys which i don't know if you know messy story like he started off with yeah. them and then he needed treatment for some sort of condition barcelona took him over or took his contract took him over and uh treat like whatever um so go back to play for them go back to play for barcelona yeah go to play a year in in epl because he's still fully capable yeah yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing any other defensive DPs that I really recognize. Wikipedia doesn't give me that. I have the full list. I mean, the other closest one is maybe Victor Wanyama from Montreal, but he's a center defense mid. Um, yeah, it's it's hard for me to find anybody that I recognize as a any of the four defender spots. Oh,
2: huh. also speaking of teams and and players playing in Europe potentially. Uh, you saw that Wrexham won the championship.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And then I guess that Rob McElhaney tweeted out to Gareth Bale yeah. about like... <laughs> and all the comments were like, dude, like that's a legacy kind of deal. Like, and if anything, that's the kind of place to do it. Yeah. But apparently I didn't realize that the championship schedule is just fucking ridiculous. Like they play two games a week. And yeah, it was... It's Everybody's like, yeah. To a guy that could barely hang on for a full season to begin with. Like that would break him physically.
1: Yeah, they play forty six games this season in uh, League Two. I think in League One and Championship, they also play only they play forty six games. But that I, would be
2: pretty fucking awesome story yeah. to see play out. If yeah, did. he
1: was like, I think he's like, I just want to play golf. Just want to play golf. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> yeah, that's all he wants to do. I saw some rumor about Zlatan going there. Oh, I did not see that. I think the most realistic one uh, is there's a Welsh striker that played in. I'm pretty sure he played in the EPL for a little A uh, little bit. Um,
2: Dude, there's so much hype around that team. Yeah. It's somebody's gonna do it just because it allows them to get the additional like not publicity. sponsor. Yeah, the yeah. publicity and sponsorship to then they know that they're at the end of their career and maybe they aren't, but just that sort of all eyes on me mentality is yeah. gonna somebody's gonna bite at that yeah, for sure.
1: Exactly. Hal Robson Canoe is the um He's the he's a forward who played for Wales. He played for West Brom in in EPL and also in the Championship because they go up and down all the time. But um, he tweeted out a couple weeks ago. He said it, He's like, I would come out of retirement because he's only thirty three. So yeah. he retired pretty early. Uh, he retired two years ago. So he said he was like, I'd come out of retirement. I would play and I would donate my entire salary to charity. That's awesome. I was like, he was a he was a pretty pretty good uh, forward. So. Yeah, I, I'm sure they won't have a hard time attracting no. like no, championship they really and League One type players to come down and play for them.
2: Like I could see this. Like what's crazy is can you just imagine where this train stops potentially? Like they're picking up steam in a way now that like is only going to continue to build yeah. momentum. Well, like- the
1: team that beat them out of promotion last year, automatic promotion Stockport, I believe just secured promotion already to league one. Mm-hmm. So they're already like, yeah, that's the model. Right. Right. You can get, you can right. get there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see any other, unless anybody can correct me. I don't see any other defensive, uh, DPs.
2: Yeah, like I said, I I don't know
1: that
2: I don't know that I would personally justify it if I'm putting on my front office hat.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. The only other guy I can think of is there was a Belgian center back who was a defensive player or a defend or um designated player for LA Galaxy whenever we first came into the league. I can't remember his name. Ye- Yelly Van Dam was his name. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's.
2: So yeah, I don't think that the sky is falling at all right now. But like I said, I'm not. I don't really know how to feel optimistic with the current state of things. Like,
1: no, it's hard. It it feels like a transitionary period right now in in the season. Yeah, and it's pretty early on. Exactly. But that said,
2: the positions that we have out are not season ending, which gives some light of optimism on the remainder of the season right like oh yeah Zan will be back in a couple of weeks Yakamaka seems to be day to day like i don't think that he's going to be out for no. a substantial period of time I it would looks like ozzy alonzo
1: was close to coming back right with the uh, those little did you see his little braids no his it little, he's got a little tiny uh did not. Yeah. and he looks somebody's like did you get a facelift like because you look uh. like he looks like 10 years younger but yeah, I don't think we're really damned with any sort of personnel loss for the rest of the no. season, which is a like a, a complete opposite from where we were last year.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Um, Joe Johnstone has brought it up probably three or four times, so I feel like I shouldn't acknowledge it in the trap. But Clement Jop um, saying that he's been great, but he wish his hands were stickier because <laughs> it was this. It was the second goal. From, it was Mukhtar's shot, right? Yeah. That he deflected yeah. and it was cleaned up by um Teal Bunbury. Yep. That's another guy. Teal Bunbury's like was starting a striker for New England. And I don't know. Anyway. You think Joseph's just been waiting eight games this season oh, to score God. this weekend? Oh, that is this weekend, isn't it?
2: I thought so I was just checking to see if he's scored yet this season. He has not through seven matches. So I think it's gonna
1: happen this weekend. Wouldn't that be some shit? Yeah, it would be pretty – it would be poetic, I guess, in a way.
2: Oh, but, yeah, I like Elliott Beavitt. I want to see the GG versus Joseph face-off, especially with Yakamakis wearing number seven to begin with, too. Dude, he's so
1: good. Yeah. Yakamakis is so good. Yeah. Like, I hope we can hold on to him long-term because I think a lot of his – I think his injury right now is probably him coming in practically cold and going into the if going he, into see, into the season oh and like overworking himself.
2: Well, if he scores and does the Joseph like knee plant <laughs> celebration, like how fucking
1: ridiculous! I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like Jim curtin level shit. Now I'm the, the king right. now. Yeah, be... <laughs> I think a fight would break out.
2: That would be some crazy shit. Yeah,
1: that would be some crazy shit. I would. I would. Pay to see that. Though. That'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, good God. Um, Jay Hannibal, does Joseph celebrate if he scores? Um, Without a doubt. I don't think so. I don't know. If Joseph scores on Atlanta, there's no doubt that he. There's, there's almost no player that I can think of that I've watched celebrating. against their old team whenever they score. I don't know. Maybe he felt considering so hard done by... how
2: things went with his departure. Yeah. Whenever he was signed on to still have three years left in his contract or something like that. Yeah.
1: Two or three. No, it's like, I think he, I want to say his contract's up next year. So it was two years then. Yeah. Yeah. Is Pineda's job in danger right now? Is he on the hot seat? What do you guys, what say you in the trap is, is Pineda's job in jeopardy?
2: I don't think any more so than it has been, you know, we're still sitting, what third place
1: in the East yeah yeah we yeah we're ahead of Nashville still,
2: yeah I mean, right now you're in good shape, you know the it, you've got a long way to fall before somebody starts going, what are we doing this season, and I understand last week was a rough week, losing both of those games was rough, yeah, but it's not like you're losing eight in a row or something like that, you know, or you're completely out of contention, you know, obviously you've got some issues with certain personnel and stuff like that, that you've got to get healthy and get back out there. But for all intents and
1: purposes, seems like the team is more than capable of doing so. What if I told you that aside from the Chicago last second, not, a, I guess it's not a fluke, but the last second winner against Chicago, aside from that, we hadn't won a match in over a month. No, I believe from it. now. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it's been a lot of draws. It was the Red Bulls one to nothing back on April 1st was our last win outside of that Chicago win.
2: I agree with Josh though. If we don't make the playoffs this year, he's out. Oh yeah. I think I without think that's a doubt. Fair. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, man. I mean, w- and Elliot Beaven, it's too early for Pineda to lose his job. Um, again, it's, it's one of those things. Like I think that Atlanta has not done themselves any favors by playing on the manager carousel. No, not at all. And I'm not saying that all of those individuals deserve to have those positions or stay with the club, but it certainly didn't build any continuity, you know, year over year between different people in the roster, you know, was it Frank DeBoer or was it pity and Barco and the people that he had in his roster? That were the issue. You know, after 2018 run, like, Atlanta didn't win the MLS cup, but they still won two significant trophies that year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're again, I mean, we always talk about it, but we're one worldie away from the right. Uh, MLS final,
2: you know? So it's not like he just ran it into the ground. No. Um, and so I think that that's where you got to kind of give Pineda the benefit of the doubt throughout the entirety of the season. And depending on the results, again, if he doesn't make the playoffs, Absolutely. It's up for discussion, but right now way too early to be having those conversations in my yeah. opinion.
1: No, that's fair. Um, Nashville game. I admittedly was at an art market and wasn't able to watch live. I watched the highlights, so I'm plastic, but from the highlights here, like what I saw, it seemed like we were in the game with them. Mm-hmm. And to, to just point like, I feel like Clement Jopp, I don't think that the first goal was on him. And I don't think that the third goal was on him either. No. Because who, I don't remember who the guy was that scored the third goal, but squeaked between what Abram and, and Miles Robinson and yep. got through. Yep. I can't remember his name either. It starts with an S. Oh, that's going to it's gonna bother me. Schreininger. Oh, or Schaffelberg. Schaffelberg. Yeah, Schaffelberg. Yeah, a- um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like he's been fine in goal. Um, he has, but
2: again, it's just – even that last goal, like he doesn't really, he doesn't make, he doesn't do himself any favors to get as big as possible with that last goal. He almost reflexively like oh, shies away yeah. from making the contact in that one-on-one situation. You know, it's not like he's been the worst person back there, and he's certainly got some experience with other clubs, and yeah, is more than capable. Um, you know, what was interesting to me for the Nashville game in the lineup was the decision and what I'm thinking Pineda may be leaning towards, which is Caleb Wiley over ETN over on left wing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would take that. Yeah. I think it needs to be that, right? I mean, the
2: link up with him and Gootman has been some of the best that we've seen on the left side of the field in, I would say in Atlanta United's entirety, like consistently that Wiley and Gootman link up, I mean, yeah. we've just not seen that level of compatibility between two players on the left
1: wing, maybe ever, you know. No, I am I'm excited about that. I, uh, enjoy Caleb Wiley while he's here. Um, but I think absolutely, I think he's shown a lot more, especially in, in the finished product uh, yeah. than, or at the, you know, in the final third than, than Derek Etienne has. So um, I would like to see Ibarra. Back, Yeah. Like anchoring that midfield. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that, that lineup looks like against Miami, but I feel like our shift in personnel has kind of, I don't know, let us down this path. Uh, I don't know. I, I just fear that this. We're not a one-man team, but I think we are going to be going the way that Yako goes. Well,
2: especially if the midfield – I mean, and I think that's part of the whole Ibarra situation. Like, if anything, the biggest criticism I had in that Nashville game was just the lack of a – like, the midfield was completely open for Nashville, going from top of their 18 inside of our 18, just completely – unmarked unmanned unattended to whatever you want to say across the pitch. They just did whatever they wanted to through the midfield. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if it was because Jose and Sosa were just too far up or too far back. Like, I don't know what it was, but nobody was really that anchor centrally to try to give some level of holdup play to turn the ball over. And you can't lean on Almada to do everything like he's not always going to be that guy in, no. the, in the center of the field either like that's you want him to drift everywhere you don't want your center you don't want your center mid to just be non-existent you know or not unavailable whenever they're on a quick counter or something like
1: yeah that. the less you ask him to do the more he's gonna do i feel like yeah. the, the less you require of him right. the more you're gonna get out of him that's right and i think that with the bar on the lineup and i, I kind of like this from Elliot Bevan. He says Sadich and Ibarra is the best midfield pair that we have. Yeah. I think we've seen that early yeah. on in the season.
2: You need anchors in the midfield. Whenever you have Almada doing what he does best, you don't need, you're not expecting your midfield to be doing everything that he's doing. That's yeah. where Atlanta gets into trouble is that now. He's not an eight. Yeah. Now you've got your midfielders stretching too much of the field along with Almada, who's doing the same. And then you get caught out of position and then they can build up and have their way through the middle of the field, especially if they box out one of your guys like yeah. they did with Almada. You know, he's got nobody to play off of in the midfield. So yeah, a
1: hundred percent, but I, still,
2: like I said, overall they led possession by, uh, I mean, like I said, 66%, I think is what I saw.
1: Um, I can pull that up real quick.
2: But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, That result was a bummer, for sure. Um, And I would hope that this weekend they kind of get back on track. It was
1: 55% to Atlanta. So it was 11 shots to 12. Uh, Atlanta United had more shots.
2: It was like four and two for on goal. and Yeah, Nashville Um, having four on and Atlanta having two. Is that right?
1: Am I looking at the right thing? You're looking at the Nashville game? (laughs) <laughs> that's weird yeah it's like yeah it's showing me something else on who scored maybe i need to look somewhere else but anyway try uh, just
2: google it. if you
1: just google they should have it on there too yeah you're right it's 66 percent. yeah i don't know what if that's oh i think they might have been aggregating our matchups against each other I don't, or maybe that was an old old game that it was showing oh, me down maybe, there but yeah maybe. 17 to 11 actually 17 yeah. from atlanta that's what i'm saying two on, on target that's the disappointing part. and one was a pretty decent effort by uh Hosatu in the, in the first the top half of the 18 yeah, yeah. Okay. he's like consistently able to get those shots off and yeah. and get those on frame uh, i think he scored one or two in the past couple of years but so they're usually not um not super effective but yeah I don't know. Yeah, I mean, three one is better than six one. Three one to a good side, and Nashville's not the worst thing.
2: Three one with one of
1: those being at the dagger. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know, again, up until then, Atlanta's in the hunt to at least claw back a draw. You know, you get the PK in seventy second minute, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you've got twenty minutes left to play. Atlanta's trying to get that
1: equalizer
2: and ultimately can't. But they mm, were
1: that Queen Latifah.
0: exactly Exactly. yeah
1: Um, yeah I guess we just we move on Uh, when was the last time Miami has won have they broken their um, losing streak
2: I could not tell you oh they did
1: they did this past weekend they beat um, Columbus 2-1 so they had before that outside of US Open Cup play I don't think they had won in ooh looks like since March 4th that was their last win Jeez yeah so almost two months between wins and mls that's crazy that's rough yeah Yeah. that's rough considering they were a relatively good team last year so yeah it's uh yikes yeah big yikes so i don't know a whole lot about them this year outside of joseph Yeah, their inability to score goals uh seems pretty apparent um no download this week so I don't know if I'm going to get super educated on them in the, in the meantime, but, um, Oh, did, did Campana score both of their goals? Yeah. He scored both of their goals against Columbus. Um, yeah, I don't, I never know. I always, well, they don't have Lewis Morgan anymore. I don't, I don't know if you remember those days, whenever Miami first, their first year, maybe and he would just destroy us. He plays for Red Bulls now, but I think unless he unless he moved again, but um yeah, I don't know that I really fear this um this Miami team. Not this season. Not with the way they're playing right now. No, oh, I don't think so. So But
2: that's you know, that's sort of the worst position to be in is going down there expecting that. That's that's what I'm hoping this is a good game for this team to right the ship is that exact situation. That it's not like we're playing at Miami coming off of that high the first couple of weeks of the season where Atlanta's comfortably, you know, in the driver's seat in the east. That's whenever we end up taking the big loss to Portland. You know, like it's we're in a position now, I think to try to write the ship against a team that is more than capable of scoring on Atlanta, but hopefully is a good game that Atlanta can get back into the driver's yeah, seat no, and, and make, make it a statement game that yes, we are here. Yes, we are capable and, And they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder to prove that I think. And that was back to one of the things we were talking about earlier on in the season where people were sort of putting these asterisks next to games that Atlanta had won, where it's like you have to win like championship teams, win the games they are supposed to win. And this is certainly one of those games. Yeah. Atlanta is supposed to win this game, but the mentality needs to be such that they have a lot to prove even with them supposedly, you know, more than capable of winning this game because of losing to Memphis, losing to Nashville. Yeah, like, we have to
1: right the ship. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I think this becomes like a really like troubling trend. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, do we have, do we have any word whether or not, um, whether or not Yakumakis, it looks like he's back in training.
2: Uh, but so yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm hopeful that he's going to be in the lineup come Saturday.
2: I would hope so too, man. I really would. Yeah,
1: yeah. That would be. Uh, that would be quite. The I mean, sight.
2: it doesn't seem like. Again, it just seems like it's a day to day hamstring kind of deal from everything I've seen. So hopefully, it's back up to where it needs to be.
1: Yeah. Um, do you have any score predictions? I'll say two nil Atlanta. I like it. I'll say the same thing. Um, yeah, I guess I should look at just look at a brief uh description i guess of miami where's their? they usually have their traits or whatever Uh, maybe not i don't know oh well fuck it oh it's okay attacking down the right so gutman yep uh possession football battling for possession maybe it'll be a boring game in the midfield uh takes long shots attempt through balls often uh play with width uh they're not aggressive they play the offside trap which i feel like we've beaten that a handful of times this year um and then they have a consistent first 11 so they're not really much for lineup changes i guess that's that's all i got uh, that's that's the seems like joseph's not i mean he's only got 7 matches played this season
2: seems like they he's not been starting even
1: yeah i think he didn't start the first couple of games If I'm not mistaken, or maybe the first game, and then he's missed one due to international, whenever he was on international duty. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I could pull it up, but it might take a minute. Yeah. How are you guys feeling in the trap? Uh, So, Brittany S. says uh, 2 1 Atlanta, Parada Brace.
2: If, if, uh, Beneta keeps playing him like he did, I guess it's like towards
1: the end of the game, yeah. right?
2: Um, Jay Henneball 2 0 Atlanta, uh, Dakamakis Brace and a Joseph celebration, Elliot Bevan 2 1 Atlanta. Um, yeah, I feel good about this game, I definitely do. Um, even with these recent performances,
1: I still feel like Atlanta's more than capable, but they've got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Joseph started six out of seven games that he's played, okay. and they've only played nine matches so far. So, oh, okay, yeah, and he missed one at least on international, international duty. Yeah. So, so he's been pretty, uh, pretty solid in their lineup. Well, I mean, he's been consistently he's been in their consistently lineup. In their, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This might be a short show. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I have much else. I got nothing else either, man.
2: Um, it's it's always tough to try to salvage something out of. These games, especially whenever there's two of them back to back like that, um, and ultimately it just comes down to seeing what's going to shake out this weekend. Um,
1: but hopeful for a good result for sure. Oh, um, let's see. Jay Hannibal asking any thoughts on Premier League summer games. I didn't. The, I actually got this question at work today. If I'm going to be going to, I think it's Chelsea and Newcastle yeah. are playing at, at yeah. the Benz. Yeah. Who else is coming? That's the only one I know. Uh, uh, Let's see. Dead air, dead air, dead air. I'm looking for Premier League at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, the only one I see. Oh, uh, Brighton and Brentford are also playing. Gotcha. Two teams that I would not, you know, ask me five years ago if I saw them in the Premier League. Uh, And Brighton's like a top six side, which is crazy. Um, I don't know. I think that would be fun to go and see. The Newcastle game would be fun, especially yeah, if, if maybe he comes back. But a lot of times, their stars get rested for these tours, or they don't really. I, I guess there's no it, way they do for this kind yeah, of. Yeah, like right.
2: if it's if it's anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. He he definitely comes. Up, whether he plays a full ninety, that's yeah, anybody's that's guess. Story, but yeah. he's he's there's no doubt that he comes and he travels and he starts. Yeah. no doubt about it. And mercedes-benz is going to erupt whenever
1: whenever he, he scores. gets announced
2: oh yeah <laughs> whenever great too. he scores
1: yeah yeah he's gonna be playing in champions league next year real champions league more than likely i kind of hope he's not because i need them or united to start losing because liverpool's been on a uh tear recently we can't make any ground up because everybody else is still winning but anyway have you followed? Have you watched any of the Premier League? Like Fuck seeing no. Erling Holland score? Did he score to again today? It. Yeah, um, he's got over fifty goals this year. Um, between EPL and Champions League and everything, he scored fifty-one goals. That's crazy. Yeah, he's twenty-two years old.
2: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure he's only twenty-two. He might be twenty-one. Yeah, he's twenty-two. He turns twenty-three in the summer. Yeah. He broke uh, Mo Salah's scoring record, and uh, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, Everton's going to get relegated, which is pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be happy to see that uh, poverty franchise in in uh, championship next year. Um, I don't know. Maybe they won't get relegated. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't got anything
2: else. I got nothing either, man. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in thank you for hanging out with us uh, find us on twitter at home before dark that's before spelled in the number four uh, be sure to like and subscribe hit the bell icon to get a notification each and every time we go live hopefully next week Dan will be back and it will be a much better outcome against Enter uh, Miami so be sure to stay tuned for that and we'll see you then as always be home
1: before dark we're going to clip the flamingos wings <laughs>